there's all this drama around. It has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. And I think this is so much social conditioning. So for me, it's really big about how do we determine what's important to us? How do we determine our values? And then how do we say no to everything else? Hi, welcome to the Connect with Sheila Batello podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, mom, self-care strategist, mentor, and creator of the Seasons Self-Care app. I'm committed to helping you reconnect to your purpose, elevate your well-being, and build your version of a happy, successful life. It is interview day on the podcast, and I'm so thrilled to be having Ryan Dowdy on with me. She's an expert in sales and created a Facebook community after chasing a dream that wasn't hers. This Facebook community grew to over 7,000 women looking to follow their dreams of starting a profitable business. And we're going to hear that backstory, but today Ryan's mission is to create a safe space for every woman who has ever been told she's too much, too picky, too loud, too anything to come together and be fearlessly themselves. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, NBC, Fox, Associated Press, Daily Tech Geek, The Daily Dispatcher, to name a few. There's so many here. And I'm so thrilled that now she is joining us here on the podcast. Ryan, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Sheila. I'm so excited to be here. So tell me about this path that you were on. You said that you had been doing everything right. And then you realized maybe checking all those boxes was not really the thing that was going to bring you the fulfillment. Tell me the story. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent 15 years um, in the corporate world. I I like to tell people I retired from the corporate world as the director of sales for a digital marketing agency. And can my story in that was I did like I followed the, you know, American dream prescription of success, right? Go to college, get a degree, get married, buy a house, have babies, get a job, climb the ladder, do the things. Um, after I had my first, my first baby, that baby is now six, which is wild to think about, is really when it started to like, you know, just changes perspective. It's just a different way to look at things. And I'm like, is this like, is this really it? Like this cannot possibly all be all that God put me on this planet to do and to be and to have. And Honestly, at the time, Sheila, I thought it was maybe just an industry change. I'd been selling marketing and advertising services for 15 years in different capacities. So when I went looking, I like to tell people I went looking for for more, um, didn't anticipate finding entrepreneurship. Uh, That was not what I was looking for. I was just looking for a change, something that, you know, gave me more fulfillment, more purpose. Um, And that's when I really discovered entrepreneurship and learned the land of just online marketing and all the different ways. Um, to to help people and to get help and the resources I needed as well. So left the corporate world um, in 2019. So it was 2017 was kind of my first inkling. Finally left on the heels of baby number two at that point. Um, in 2019, I've been a full-time entrepreneur since then, since 2019. And I'm probably on iteration number three um, of my business. There's been a lot of, you know, hooks and ladders and hooks and jabs. And so we've went in a lot of cool different places, but, but being in the room is my heart. Um, and it's just been a really wild ride. Oh, and what timing. <laughs> so 2019, right? you decide this is it. And then yeah. hello, 2020. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know what? Your whole life prepared you for that time. I'd yeah. love to hear like what happened for you at that juncture. Like you had just gotten started the year before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what did you do? And like, really, what was your 
where did you find the strength and capacity to be able to move through it so that, hey, you're still in business and you're in all of these beautiful outlets where people are hearing your, your name and your work? Sure. So, you know, I was one of the people that 2020 was actually really good to me. So I taught my first generation of my business. I taught sales to new entrepreneurs. I like to tell people it was before the great resignation had a name. Mm. Um, and there were all these women who were in this similar situation, something more, um, and a lot of just hugely talented women doing really amazing things, but didn't really have the sales skills, um, of how to actually make that business grow. So my, it actually, and I, sometimes I almost hate to admit it, it's almost like a little bit of survivor's guilt, right? But for me, it was so powerful because everybody that had slept on starting a business and were doubting themselves and you know my, my safe, secure job, we all realized that nothing is safe and secure, right. right? So there were droves of people who either lost their jobs, had exponentially more time because they were working from home, you know, finally left that job that they hated because they realized life was too short. So there was so much that happened in that year. Um, and my business was was set up really well to support that. And on top of that, my we lost childcare and my husband wound up quitting his job to stay home with our kids. Um, and so that like our, our life was really kind of cool at that point, right? My business was exploding. My husband was home with my kids. Like we all got to spend all this time together in a way that I never thought would ever happen for me as a working mom. I was always going to be a working mom. I was always the breadwinner in my family. Um, so we got timing. It was, it was a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like being trapped in my home for a year wasn't my favorite, but I like to, I don't, I don't have the negative connotation with that time frame as so many people do for us. It was very good to us. It was good to, for us as a family. Um, it was really great for my business. I met some of the most amazing, incredible, smart, brilliant people. I wrote a book, which is how I wound up in all of those media outlets. So um, that's like, for me, it was actually a, a really big growth point. So tell me now some of the people that you worked with, like these incredible mm-hmm. humans who decided yeah. life's too short. I want to yeah. do something different or they had to pivot, they were forced to, and they decided to become a victor over the circumstances. Tell me, like, what's a favorite story that pops into your mind? I'm sure you've got many, but if someone who you led along this path and, and guided into a place of empowerment. Yeah. So one of my, um, one of my very favorite um, stories, there is a, was a client of mine. She, when she came to me, she was doing social media management for salons and spas, which as you can imagine in 2020, that didn't go well, right? Yeah. Um, many of this, so all of her clients canceled. So she went from having a, I mean, she's grossly undercharging and there was a lot of other things wrong there, but um, she, you know, the, the industry that she was supporting went away overnight. Um, and in working with her and just building a really great relationship with her, we had, she's, we're still good friends to this day. I'm a client of hers. She's a client of mine in different capacities. I mean, her business exploded, you know, last year, I think she did over $400,000 in revenue. She runs a successful Facebook ads agency. Um, She runs, she has a certification program for ads managers. Um, And so she had just a really cool transformation, but she, what was so amazing about my relationship with her and and her, how, how I think she was so successful is she just, it's almost that point of desperation, Sheila, where you're like, I will do anything you tell me to do. Like, I am so terrified. She was at the time, a single mom, two small kids, like, I'll do anything you tell me to do. I just need this to work. I just need this to work. I just need this to work, right? And so she took everything we said, everything we taught in our program, um, really doubled down on her mindset and her efforts and her business is exploding and she's an incredible human and it's just so much fun to watch. Oh, it's so amazing. So I would love to hear, you know, 
obviously your whole business is based around community. You're passionate about community. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about community. Yes, I'm in different communities. I have a community or two. And I would love to know, like, because it is interesting being in my 50th year. I've seen communities have been approached differently by women over the years, right? So what do you feel like women are typically missing when it comes to community in your Mm -hmm. experience? The the thing that I was hearing over and over again that really led me to this was we're missing, I don't know if it was missing Sheila or what they were running into was a lot of gatekeeping and parameters, right? Like we're so good as women to be like, we support other women as long as you meet this criteria, right? Um, There's one particular, you know, women's organization who is, you know, got a billion dollar valuation and all sorts of craziness, but they, you know, there's, they're on their website. It literally says we're building a new table, but there's still rules to how you get a seat at that table. And it's not just the money, right? Like there's always the barrier if you have to be able to afford to be there. And that's, that's a a different conversation, but you know, you got to have X number of years experience and this title and work for this type company and have these achievements. And that's lovely. And that's fine. And I, I, I'm not. It all has a time and a place, but what compelled me to build my community was I was looking for a psychographic and not a demographic, right? So I think the challenge that so many women were finding in, in you know, so I launched my community end of 21, beginning of 22, like they were all kind of looking up, you know, the, the world was opening up, we look up and we're like, where am I and who am I, mm-hmm. right? The places that I was, I hung out before 2020, the people I spent time with, they're no longer my people. You know, we we work primarily with successful women. Um, and, you know, as their businesses exploded or their careers exploded and they used those two years to really elevate themselves, a lot of other people didn't. And they found themselves feeling really alone and isolated. But then, you know, I don't fit into that because I don't make a million dollars or I don't fit into that because I make over the dollar amount, but this, I don't, I don't work in that industry or I have a job and I'm not an entrepreneur or, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. Right. I don't have that type of business, so I don't belong there. And so for me, I was like, we're not going to gatekeep based on any of those things. We're going to create a space where, like I said, it's a psychographic, it's a desire to be the best version of yourselves every single day and continue to surround yourself with people who feel that same way. And when we do that, it doesn't matter whether you have a 40 years of corporate experience or, and just started a business last week, or just took 10 years of experience and then pivoted into a new industry and a career, or decided to semi-retire and sell real estate part-time. You still want to have conversations with smart people, but you know, so many communities, if your circumstance doesn't fit the box, you don't get in. Oh, yes. And that's, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because like, I, of course, I know that these different communities exist. There's so such a variety of them. And mm-hmm. the ones that I found myself in are the ones that really, I guess, have a psychographic type of approach. And so I love that so much because I feel like it's almost like, say you've been in business for a long time and then there's people up and coming. Like, it's really fun to kind of reach back and say, hey, yes. come, here's what I've learned. And then also to be like looking ahead to the people who've been around the block yes. you know, longer than you and say, oh, what am I missing? Or I know things are different now and they were they you know, operated differently when you were building your business. but what have you learned? Like there's so much wisdom to be gleaned. It's not like, okay, no, this is the sweet spot. And once you pass through it, no, I really feel like once we hit midlife, it becomes this beautiful treasure chest of goodness because we get to share so much with each other. Right. And so I love that you don't have barriers to that. And I understand there is a time and a place absolutely for certain communities to, to be able to have a certain outcome, right. We have to have our parameters and I'm sure 
you probably still have like meeting rules and kind of, you know, how to show up. Yes. But I mean, it is so neat to have this type of environment. And I would love to hear, like you mentioned boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about that. Actually, you, you mentioned that, you know, it's okay to want to set more boundaries mm-hmm. and I'm always open to the conversation of, of helping people get there too, because right. sometimes feel like many women in all the different roles can feel like they are being pulled in many different directions. So talk to me about women and boundaries, please. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, the pandemic was such an interesting experience with boundaries because there became no boundaries, right? We were living, we were working, we were, it was all the things. There was nowhere to go. It wasn't like, I got to check out, you know, I'm going to check out and go do something else. You're like, well, watched, you know, I'm totally caught up on Grey's Anatomy. I guess I'll just work some more, right? (laughs) Um, Or our children were home. So there was no, you know, space in that. And so I found, and again, my, my kids are little, so maybe the pandemic was just timing of life experience for me. So I'm not saying the pandemic created this specifically, but what I continue to see in smart, successful women, high achievers, our boundaries are the biggest issue, right? They're like, Literally, it's so funny. I wrote it down. A woman said this on one of our calls the other day. She was like, I am tired of being the president of everything. I am the president of everything, right? Like I've got to figure out the kids and I've got to figure out this and I've got to figure out that. And so the conversation was around how do I... um, how do I set more boundaries? And she does an excellent job with boundaries. It was actually with her mother-in-law, but that's not the story. The point of the story is that was what I mean about boundaries is there's all these women who are killing it and they're drowning because they're terrified to say no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, we got that email that we got a volunteer at so-and-so-and-so at the kid's school. And it's like, but no, you don't, right? You do not have to do that. You know, it's like, well, I have to, I have to cook dinner every night. Like, no, you don't. Like you could totally feed your kid sandwiches every night if you wanted to. Like there's all this drama around. It has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. And I think this is so much social conditioning. So for me, it's really big about how do we determine what's important to us? How do we determine our values? And then how do we say no to everything else? Gracefully, kindly, right? Like we're not telling people to go fly a kite, right? Like we are kindly saying, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me. You know, um, if you don't want to work past four o'clock, then somebody says, the only time I'm available to meet is at 5 p.m. It's okay to say, oh, what a bummer. I think we're going to, maybe our timing isn't right. We're going to have to connect again later, right? Mm-hmm. But like being okay with honoring yourself. So to me, boundaries are almost as much about, you know, the rules, if you will, but like they're really the code that you live by that allow you to live your values, that allow you to be that best version of yourself. Because I'm not the best version of myself if I'm pissed off because I took a call at a time that I didn't want to take a call for the sake of taking the call. Or because I took on a project that I didn't really want to take on, but I felt bad because it was a referral from a friend. And now I'm pissed off that I'm working on this project. Like nobody wins when we you know, when we don't keep those boundaries. So for me, it's like the professional boundaries of like, this is how I work. This is why I work. This is how it looks. And I I do it because um, I prioritize me. I prioritize my family. I prioritize my values. It has nothing to do with not liking you, not loving you, not wanting to support you. This is for me and for my family, for my values and what I need. And that's really kind of a lot of the conversations we have and be in the room. And a lot of things I'm passionate about is like, I used to say this all the time when I was teaching sales, like no is you know, a complete sentence and a totally acceptable answer. Mm -hmm. It truly is. And it's something that I feel like some of the women in my midst who are, you know, they're up and coming, they've, Mm -hmm. 
they're they're younger and yeah. and they have more of an empowerment to do that. I yes. think it's starting to be more modeled for them. And I love it so much because it took me a while to get there. Amen. And, you know, honestly, sometimes it still rears its head, this whole idea of sometimes, oh, can I really uphold this boundary? Right. But boundaries, I believe they're the foundation of self-care because mm-hmm. my, my work in self-care and helping women to really um, settle into it and really allow it to guide them in their life is to put the boundary up first. And then the rest of your life will have to find its way around it. Because Mm -hmm. when you do that, you are showing up in a more powerful way. Everybody wins. Nobody wins when, when mama's not happy, you know, you know, when, when the woman in the house is not happy, the women in the boardroom is not happy, you know, people are going to suffer. So we want to make sure that that we are doing that. So thank you for sharing that. And I would love to hear, you know, this, this podcast is so much about living the life of more. And that's really what attracted to me to want to have you on is because I see that that is so much embedded in your work. So talk to me about being okay with wanting more. Like, why do we struggle with that? Mm -hmm. And how can it look? Oh, that's such a good question. And I, I literally was having this conversation with one of our community directors earlier. This is like, is this a woman thing specifically where we we almost feel guilty for having more because we have so much? Right. We're like, oh well, my career. And that's that, and I I went through this so hardcore when I woke up in 2017 and was like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, it was like this internal battle of why can't you just be happy, right? Like you have a good job, got a good spouse. It just built, we just built our, you know, a beautiful home. Um, I just had a baby, you know, like my life was so good. And I'm over here like, I just don't think this is for me. And I, I, if I'm honest with you, Sheila, I wasn't very nice to myself about it, right? Like there was a lot of, that's why I say like the seed was planted in 2017, took me two years to finally leave um, because I spent so much time fighting myself for what I wanted, (laughs) you know, making myself wrong for wanting what I want. And I think, I think a lot of it is society. Um, you know, we're taught that like when we're, when we're kids, you know, we're taught to just be grateful with what you have. I mean, hell we do it to our kids and I try so hard not to, but you know, (laughs) my son, my son's birthday is Valentine's day, right? So Christmas and Valentine's day are six weeks apart. Yeah. And you know, it's always like, I want, I want, I want, I want. And I mean, I've taught myself telling him, like, I want you to just look around and all that you have. And now you're whining because you didn't get A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So I choose my words very carefully with him because I, I don't want him to, to, you know, it's more, there's, I think, a more graceful way to have that conversation with our children. But that's what we're taught. You have a lot of toys. Why do you want more toys? Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that we wake up in midlife and we're like, well, it's okay. <laughs> I, I want more success, but I have a lot of it. So why should I want more? Because our parents told us no when we were kids. And I'm not vilifying our parents unless yours deserve to be vilified. I am just telling you that, <laughs> that society has taught us that enough is enough, right? And then yeah. we also have been sold this lie of it's a pie. And you know, if you take more than your share, somebody else doesn't get theirs. And I think that's where that comes from. That lie of limitation, um, I think fuels so much of our fear of going after more because it's like, well, I've already had more than my fair share of goodness. If I continue to go after more goodness, somebody else isn't going to get their goodness. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to be completely untrue, right? I believe that there is more than enough goodness for all of us to be blissfully happy and some and share it with our kids and share it with the women coming up behind us and share it with our families. 
but we're not taught that, right? Like the typical conversation that's being had is like, you got to get yours, you know, as this idea that if you don't get yours, there won't be anymore. Oh yeah. And you know, I love, it's just like, I really hope listeners just take a pause for a moment, take that in because let's just think about what I'm always talking about is nature. Mm. Let's look at nature and let's see how abundant it is, how regenerative it is, how there's always like the leaves fall in the Northern hemisphere in, in the autumn. And now I'm looking out my tree and I see my oak and my maple coming in the little red little buds are going to start to, to blossom every year. Oh, you know what? There's more leaves. It's taller. There's more to rake. (laughs) Um, And I know it's a simplistic thing. And I know we look around the world and we do see the evidence that people want us to see of scarcity. And that's not because it doesn't exist. That is because of greed and broken power structures. So for those of us who actually have the access and capacity to be able to go out and have that life that they want of more, then it also behooves us to be generous. And I, I know, like I can just tell from our conversation, yeah. you're, a, you're a kind-hearted, generous person. Otherwise you would not have this large community of women that you're serving, which technically, you know, you don't really need to do. You chose to do it. So you're serving. Sure. So when we have, the more we have, the more we have to give to those yes. who perhaps are unable to give to themselves. Yes. And so that is, that's the community. That's the connection. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. And like, let's just keep screaming that from the rooftops. Yes. Abundance is yeah. the truth. Yeah. No, it, it, and it's such an important conversation. And, you know, it comes up in our careers and our jobs and our money and our relationships. You know, we're always, and it's actually almost harder in relationships sometimes. And my husband, you know, he's been home with our kids for three years. He actually just got a job completely on his own. Like the kids are a little older. I think he's starting to feel a little bored. Um, and all these other things. And he's such a nice guy, right? But there are marriages are perfect and we're two humans. And there are days where I literally feel bad for asking him to do more because he's already such a good guy and he's already such a good dad. Like I catch myself doing it, right? Like we're all humans. And it's like, yeah, but our job, like iron sharpens iron, right? The better that we get, the better that the people around us get. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, I've gotten really good at that with like money and career, but I think I still it's still a pain, not almost a pain point, but it's still something that's present in my relationships, right? Where it's like, I feel guilty for wanting more out of a relationship. I feel guilty because I don't want to single-handedly run a friendship and be the only one who reaches out and be the only one who plans things and be the only one who invites a friend or sends a text message to check on them, right? So I'm still learning this as well, but I think that's where it comes from, you know, is this, this scarcity idea or it's good enough, or they already do so much, or, you know, I get it. People reach out to me all the time. Like, Ryan, I know you're so busy, but you know, I'm like, dude, actually I'm really not because I have excellent boundaries. (laughs) I'm always as busy as I want to be. And if you invite me to do something I don't want to do, or I'm unable to do, I'm completely comfortable telling you no. Um, but so many people struggle with that. Um, And so for me, that's what it really is for me to like want more and be okay with more. And your more doesn't give somebody else less. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And it's great that you're modeling that for the people around you. And I just think we just, this conversation needs to keep happening in so many different circles so that we can just make it the new normal. Yes. So this is wonderful. I would love for people to know where can they get your book? Mm-hmm. And I know they can, they can find you that can they get it at be in the room.org? Um, I don't even know if the book is there. So it's actually funny. The book that I wrote is called the hundred K sales method. It was in my, in my sales okay. life. 
So oh, if you go okay. to Amazon and yeah. you search for, uh, you just search by my name, it's called the hundred K sales method. Um, it was, we, I wrote it during the pandemic and we launched it. And then I did a total rebrand. My team was like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, sorry guys. Um, nobody know knows at this stage. It's launched. okay. Um, it, I mean, it was an incredible experience and the book's good. It's just not a brand that I have anymore. So we don't, it's not like actively linked, but if you go to Amazon and search for the hundred K sales method, uh, the Kindle and, and print edition is there. Be in the room.org is our website. Um, we have a Facebook group called be in the room. We hang out over on Instagram at be in the room official. I am like an active, real human that spends time on the internet. So any connections, send a connection, send a DM. I really, I love to talk to people and serve people and have conversations like these, because as you pointed out, Sheila, there's, there's no, there, there's no wrong time to have these conversations and no wrong way to have them. So I'm always right. Oh, I love it. I love your generous spirit. I so appreciate you. And thank you for modeling what it can look like to just dive in, get started, and then change your mind and change direction. Because like when you said that, like your team was like, what are you doing with your life? Hey, (laughs) none of us ever know what we're doing with our life. It's okay. One of my favorite books. Yeah. One of my favorite books is Winging It by Emma Isaacs. Ooh, fun. It's like, Nobody knows what they're doing. And really, if we knew, how would innovation ever happen, right? So many great ideas have happened while you're trying to do something else, right? So we are just examples of that. And I so appreciate that you are doing it. And you're doing it with great boundaries and you're doing (laughs) it with great energy too. Thank you so much. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I'll make sure that we link everything in the show notes. Sounds great. Everyone who's listening, I just want to say, have a boundary check with yourself and also have a barometer check with what is Mm -hmm. your limit that you're putting on yourself to the life of more for you? Mm -hmm. I mean, more is different for all of us. We would Mm -hmm. love to hear. So make sure you tag both of us on Instagram. Again, those links will be in the show notes. And I'm so grateful that you listen. I'm so grateful that you take the space for yourself. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Big blessings. Thank you.